Hello, everybody. This is Todd Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting. I'm here with my partner. What's your name? Uh, this is Kathy. And we are brought to you by Avid Company. Yes. And we are going to have a wonderful show today, and we are going to talk about children. <laughs> Imagine that, and, a parenting show. And parenting. Well, sometimes, we're about so, children. sometimes we talk a lot about just marriage. Right. And I think a lot of people think about that like, oh, it's a parenting show, but they talk about marriage. But that is so critically important, the way we talk about it. That is the foundation for a family, the marriage. And you can be the best parent in the world, but unless you have a good relationship with your spouse, you are in the dust. Well, and you need, you know, you think about it as um, roots. You know, your marriage is, uh, that's the roots. And you need strong roots to grow strong branches. Absolutely. But today we're going to speak uh, more directly about children and our relationships with our kids and some experiences that we had over the weekend. And, you know, I agree with you. We are speaking about children, but I really think a lot of this has to do with what how we react to our children right. rather than what our children are doing. I think, you know, majority of the time our children are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're being children. Right. But it's how we respond to what they're doing that I think really makes the difference. Yeah, you know, the, um, the kids are pretty much the vehicle, once again, towards growth and to learning more about ourselves and at the same time, uh, having a healthier family, right? Exactly. Helping us build up skills that maybe we haven't built up. You know, patience, um, you know, the awareness that we need self-care, um, the awareness that um, we need to think before we act, um, not being so impulsive. So we're going to talk about that, but it basically stems from our weekend because we just got back from a, a weekend away. We did. And before we get into the weekend, can I, can I just say one thing about why I enjoy this radio show as much as I do? Why? Because I've figured out that the better the show is, the less I prepare. Yes. And what I mean by that is if you and I kind of go through everything and talk about what we're about to talk about on the radio show, then it kind of loses its luster. So basically... Well, it's I, not an authentic discussion. Then it's more like, hey, you say this, I say that. Right. And I have no idea where we're going to go in the next 25 minutes. But awesome. it, it's going to be good. Awesome. So this weekend, we went to Wisconsin Dells with uh, another couple of ours who have two daughters, and we had a really good time, but we also had some good awarenesses and some things that I think we can share that would help our audience kind of figure some things out for themselves because we certainly had some... Some real experiences. And But before we get into that, these this couple that we went with, they're our, uh, basically our closest friends, yeah. and we um, gave them a really hard time because they don't listen to all of our shows. Yeah, you <laughs> think that, like, here I am trying to get strangers to listen to our shows, yet two of our very best friends in the world. Now, they have listened to a few. They've listened to a few. But they, this is, yeah. I think, our eighth show. Yes. And they're like batting 500 right now. So we gave them a really hard time about and it. We would bring up Zen Parenting every chance we could. We'd yeah. say, did you listen to the show? That's right. Well, if you would have listened to the show, then you would. we would have known. That's right. So um, I'm going to continue giving them a hard time until they're caught up. Absolutely. So we will make that pact. I agree. All right. Very good. Um, so we went to Wisconsin Dells, and it was connected to this water park. We rented a cabin out in the wilderness. It was fun. It was a nice setup. We, And the whole idea is for our three daughters and ourselves and their two daughters and themselves to go have fun for the weekend at a water park. Right. And, you know, actually they gave me a good way to look at it because initially I was going into the weekend thinking this is kind of like a vacation. And Chris, one of our friends we were with, says this is not a vacation. This is like a big, long play date. And that awareness for me, or that language change, 
made everything different because when you go into a weekend like that and think it's a vacation, you get much more easily frustrated because you think this isn't relaxing. Well, or- it's funny. I heard you guys talking about that on Friday night, yeah. and I never asked you guys to further explain. I just heard you're like, oh, this isn't a vacation, and then like – I went and did something else, so I didn't hear that. But that is actually really sound advice. Isn't that awesome? Because I started out the weekend thinking, you know, how can we, you know, how can we spend more time together and have more fun going out? And how can I make this relaxing for myself because I'm away from home? And the truth was that we could still practice some self-care and have a good time together, stay up, have a few glasses of wine, stuff like that. But the truth of it is our girls are there. And we're at a water park for crying out loud. So the idea of making that a quote-unquote vacation is silly. It's a play date. Yeah, and as much as I want to kind of go in with a certain idea of what it's going to be about, you know, vacation is relaxing and not being anxious and not, you know, the opposite of when you of the way you are at home. But you're right. Chasing three kids around a water park is not relaxing. Oh, my gosh, no. And if I would have listened to that conversation, I think I would have been a little less anxious this weekend. I know because we keep looking for the relaxing moments, and it's so hard to be present with what we're doing because we keep thinking, this is supposed to be vacation. So just I'm just putting that out there for those of you who are taking your kids somewhere, you know, even if you're just going to the zoo for the day or you're, you know, going on a weekend, you know, play date with your kids think about it in terms of a play date vacation is when either you're with your friends or your significant other no kids basically vacation means no kids (laughs) sounds so bad (laughs) i know it does but it's the truth and you know it's it's all semantics it's how we define it of course we're on vacation but we're on a different kind of vacation right it's a different expectation right and one more where we're going to be on a lot more than when you and i would you know, get on an airplane and go to Vegas. Right, because when you and I are on vacation, we can sleep in. Mm. We have more choices about our time. No one's jumping on us in the morning. No one's saying, get me this, make me breakfast. You know, you're literally on vacation. That's the whole point. And when you're with your kids, it's just different. So anyway, we went to the Dells, which was... I would the word I would use to describe this place, even though, and part of it was because it was such a busy weekend. It was chaos. Well, the description used it was uh, Vegas for kids. It is Vegas for children. I mean, amazing. When we drove down the street, I was like, "Wow, they They have these gargantuan water parks, indoor water parks." It's uh, February right now, so I mean, it was absolutely nuts about how huge these places are. I've had I had no idea that this like completely pimped out hotels. Yeah, you know, like just the it, it. it was like Vegas because everything's big and everything's bright. And so we stayed, like Todd said, we stayed in this great cabin, so we had a place to get away. But we went to the water park on Saturday, and it was so busy that there were no tables. Mm-hmm. We couldn't put our stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people everywhere. It was mass humanity. And the older I get, the less um, resistance I have towards – I get anxious much more quickly as an adult as – Compared to when I was younger. So you have more resistance I toward guess, chaos, well, right? Whatever it is, I just get anxious a lot faster than I ever remember. Right. And there's just – it's mass humanity everywhere. Like we couldn't – not only could we find – could we not find a table, we couldn't find a chair. We had to put our stuff kind of in the middle of, you know, where people are walking it was just a, It was crazy. Well, and think about it. it's affecting every single one of your senses. Visually, there's people everywhere. You know, as far as what you can hear, it's mm-hmm. so loud. A lot of nutty parenting going on. A lot I had of a lot of crazy parenting. I had a lot of things and a lot of band-aids floating in the water. Yeah, but that doesn't bother oh, me. Oh my gosh, that bothers me. There's it's so submerged many. in chlorine. Oh my gosh. Everything is clean. Like Minish and I were saying, we're like, this is kind of like a science experiment mm-hmm. and also a sociological experiment. Like to have all these people here. And, you know, to all these bodies in the water. And it's just a little crazy. And I agree with you. I 
don't do that well in that kind of chaos anymore. I don't know if I ever did, mm-hmm. um, but it was very clear to me that after an hour or two, I said to you guys, can we just go miniature golfing or do something else? Because this is too much for me, I, which is big for me because I used to just go along with the crowd and right. you know, say, oh, I can handle anything because I wanted to be just like everybody else. And it's a huge step for me and, to say, and, and, I can't do this. And that's been a pattern that you've had for a long, long time. Oh, it yeah. took a lot of work for you to be able to break that pattern. Like, you know, there's three other adults in the group, and you kind of said, you know, this is not working. For and me. For me. And we kind of made some compromises to allow. So, you know, Chris, the husband, and I went back later on that night right. with a few of the older girls, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But in the past, you would have just put yourself aside. Right. And just gone with what everybody else wanted to do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have spoken up. Right. I wouldn't have voiced my opinion. I would have pretended that I was having a good time, mm-hmm. so everybody else thought I was cool and fun. While internally, while internally, you would have I was struggling. And, yeah. and the truth was, is I really wasn't. You know, I said, "You guys can go back. Mm-hmm. I am happy in that cabin." Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was funny. Uh, Linda, my friend Linda, said to me, "It sounds like your weekend was like yin and yang, like you know, chaos." And then going back to that quiet cabin in the woods, yeah, we you know, had it both. chaos to serenity, mm-hmm. you know, to calm, chaos to calm. It was like the, the two extremes mm-hmm. and real life is somewhere in the middle, right. at least for us it is. But it was, it was that experience. Like I had so much chaos. I had to go back and sit in front of the fire and just relax. But anyway, so can we launch into what happened when you guys went back Please that launch. night? Okay. So what happened? This is kind of one of the stories that we th- thought was very important is um, our oldest daughter, JC, um, was able to go on some water slides uh, this time. That Her experience was in, in the past is that she really didn't like going on things like that. But this time she was able to, and she really loved it. And then um, our friend's oldest daughter also liked going on the slides. But my middle daughter and my youngest daughter did not. Uh, my middle daughter, it was she tried to walk up the stairs and kind of looked at it. And, and the it was slides just too are like four or five stories up. Oh, yeah. These are not like simple slides. No, these, these are, are like five-story up slides where you get on an inner tube. and Exaggerated slides. Yeah. And it's dark. And they were awesome. And they're for, to you. For and a, I, I went a, on it twice, but it was dark yeah so anyway so Cameron didn't really like it and Skyler was too young to do those anyway but anyway when it was time to go back that night Todd and Chris said okay let's take you know JC Cameron and Anna you know back to the water park and I knew that Cameron you guys would struggle because she doesn't want to go on the slides and there's a not an even number there so I walked upstairs and talked to Cameron about it and she's with these two girls the whole weekend and they're her good friends you know it's her sister and her good friend And I said, you know, they're going to go back to the park. Do you want to go? And she initially said yes. And then I said, you know, Cam, just so you know, they are going to go on slides. They are going to go in the wave pool. So there's a few things she could feel like she was getting left out. Even if she went with us, everybody else is doing something that she doesn't want to do. do. So she might get pressured into doing something she doesn't want to do. Or you guys have to accommodate her ridiculously. So then me and Chris and the other kids are all of a sudden putting all of our needs collectively aside. So we were kind of in a... Catch-22. There was no really good Good way of figuring this out. Well, but there was. The real good way of figuring it out is being honest about the situation, you know, giving Cameron the option, but letting her know that this is what they'll be doing and this is not what you want to do or what you've told us. And she said, okay, I'm not going to go. And I said, okay. And I said, how do you feel? She goes, I feel really left out. And she looked right in my eyes when she said that. And that's hard. That's challenging to for her to feel and for me as a mom to sit there. But the truth was that is even though she's going to feel left out, it is in everyone's best interest, including her own, for you guys to go 
without her. Well, and there's a lot of internal dialogue going with in going on within me. Even after you said that this was where we were going, um, and Cameron has decided not to go, I think I went upstairs one more time and said, "Are you sure Are you, you sure? don't want to go? Because right. I don't want her to feel. There's a part of me that didn't want her to feel left out, right? And I want to protect her from feeling the sadness that I know is going to come. But there's another part of me that is if I push her into this. And we'll talk about JC's experience in just a little bit about her going on a slide. She had a lot of trepidation uh, from doing. So, um, yeah, uh, there was definitely a part of me that wanted to fix this. But the truth was, honey, when you guys finally left, you kept saying, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Well, yes. And, and, and I said to you, you aren't feeling the emotion of this experience. I am carrying the emotion of this experience for you. Right. Because you were kind of like... What's you know? What's the problem? I what's was prob- totally, and it's you kind of, were kind of numbing out to the mm-hmm. fact that our daughter was hurt, mm-hmm. or f- going to feel hurt about it, and kind of wanting to either not rise above it. What am I looking for? You didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with it, and I not only did I not deal with it, I kind of probably made you feel bad about why this was because you know the the other couple we were with, Chris and Manisha, they were you know we were all trying to think this through and i'm like you know like what's the you know best case scenario here how yeah, can we make this happen and i was happen? like what's the big deal let's just roll with it yeah you were like oh we'll just take her it'll be fine i'm like dad that's not going to work mm-hmm. you know there's and i wasn't trying to be difficult i wanted you to feel that yes cameron is sad about this but the truth is this is in the best interest of everyone and what we have as parents have to deal with is her sadness instead of changing this situation so she doesn't have to feel sad Mm -hmm. why don't we allow her stand back a little bit allow her to be sad and then help her through that right because in life sometimes you don't get what you want Mm -hmm. sometimes you get your feelings hurt sometimes you get left out Mm -hmm. and and if we can help her get through that feeling especially when she's real young, then when it happens again, because it will, she's going to have some tools and a memory of I got through this before. And and we didn't create the situation. Right. We weren't like, let's figure out a way to get Cameron left out so right. we can teach her. This was an authentic situation, organic situation, that we were given an opportunity to allow her to struggle a little bit. Can I play devil's advocate? Please. There's a part of me that agrees with you, but there's another part of me that says, She's going to get disappointed through life because sometimes life is hard all the time. My protective parenting inside of me, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying that there is a part of me that wants to protect Cameron and the rest of my kids from making these mistakes and 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 getting hurt because I know she's going to get hurt other times. So why don't I build a bubble around her with every chance I have? Well, first of all, you just said making these mistakes. Right. And she's not making a mistake. She do, she knows that if she went there or went to the water park with you guys, she would not go on all these rides. She would not go in the wave pool. So what's the point? So there's no mistake. She's actually making a fantastic choice because she's figuring out what she wants to do, mm-hmm. realizing that she doesn't want to do what you guys want to do, and that she can make a different choice. Right. And my answer to you about, you know, you want to protect her, majority of the time, 87, 89% of the time, that's exactly what we're doing, right? right? All the time. We're trying to keep this from happening, buffering mm-hmm. situations, making them feel good. But every once in a while, mm-hmm. if they're having a situation where they're struggling, we can stand back and not just sit and watch them struggle, struggle help them through it. Right. Like, for example, I sat with her after you guys left. Right. And I, you know, and I said, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're feeling left out. You know, we were talking about that. And I said, I'll tell you something. 
as hard as that is to watch, and I know you miss those guys, you know, once they walked out the door, I said, um, but you made such a good choice for yourself because you knew yourself well enough to know that that is not where you really want to be. You want to be with them, but you you don't don't want to be be at that park. I said, if you could do anything right now for you, Mm -hmm. what would it be? And she wanted to watch High School Musical. Shocker. (laughs) And so, you know, we put on High School Musical. It was, she had kind of a quiet evening after having such a chaotic day. Right. And, you know, when I left her, she was in in the loft. When I walked downstairs, she had a smile on her face. Like, it didn't mean she didn't feel left out. It didn't mean that um, the things, you know, I, I just didn't protect her from the situation. I helped her process through the situation. Do you see the difference? I do see the difference. And and there's a, a bigger part of me that agrees with you. Okay. Um, and there's a small part of me that gets caught up and just wants to protect them. And I think the theme of this show is going to be allowing your kids to make the mistakes and supporting them because, you know, really that's how we all learn. We don't learn from somebody protecting us, from make, even as well, adults. And you keep saying making mistakes or allowing them to lose. To fail. To, like, I don't know if fail might be too strong of a word. But, yeah, I mean – you're going to fail a lot in life. And now this is the higher part of me saying this. All I want for my kids is to uh, have the guts to take a chance, to take a risk, to make a mistake. And then once life kicks them in the butt and puts them on the ground, to get back up afterwards. Absolutely. That's what I want. That strength. And they always learn something from that mistake. Versus they us protecting. Them and... from everything and making them think that this world is like this buffered bubble because it's not. Now, again, I want to distinguish. We're not creating situations for them to fail. These are real-life, natural situations that are occurring. And majority of the time, we do buffer them from a lot of things. Right. But there are times when they just need to struggle yeah. a little bit. let them struggle. And I had the gift in this situation of being there with her to help her kind of process through that. You know, right. our conversation was much longer. I just gave you the abbreviated version. Right. There is a name for parents who, who um, do not let their kids struggle. And the name is uh, helicopter parenting. Oh, Have you heard of that before? I've never heard of it. Can you make a helicopter noise? <laughs> no. Is that a machine no, gun? No, I was thinking like... Yes, much better. Much better. I just spit on you, though. All over me. Sorry about that. But that's okay. Um, I asked for it. It's right. But helicopter parenting is about hovering mm-hmm. over your children so much uh, that they don't really get the opportunity to really experience a real life. And then, you guys, it's not just about having the failure or the challenge or the mistake. It's recovering from it. We've got to give them that experience. And now when they're really – I'm saying now. I'm talking about our kids. Our kids are young enough that we can kind of hold their hand through that recovery. Right. So when it happens, when we're not around, they like I said, the they have a muscle memory. Right. Right. I recovered from this. Right. You know, I know I felt left out before, but hey, I made choices for myself that maybe, you know, it, that were different than what they did. And I can actually make a choice now to do something for me. Right. You know, that is a gift to our children. Buffering their whole life and making them feel good mm-hmm. or, you know, pretending that everyone is going to cater to them is right. not a gift. So let's talk about balancing that out. Let's go extreme the other way. Okay. Let's say. There are parents out there that say, hey, life is tough, and I grew up, and it was a tough life, and you know what? I'm going to let them make every single mistake in the world, and that's the only way that they're going to learn, and I'm not going to advocate for them, and I'm not going to, let's say, support them. I mean, there's... There's a lot of crazy parents out there. Absolutely. They um, try and, like, implement exactly what happened to them. Right. Yeah, that's their own baggage. Right, their own stuff. So I guess uh, is there anything we can say to maybe 
shed light on somebody who all they think there is is life lessons and that these kids have to figure it out for well, themselves. Well, two things. Number one, our favorite word, balance. Mm-hmm. That's way out of balance. Right. Because we also have to show our children that we are protecting them in some cases. Not not protecting them like pretending things aren't happening, but that we are there to support and we're not just throwing them to the sharks right. and saying swim when they don't have the tools to swim yet. Yeah, right. So they, don't, they we haven't even taught, you know, to use this metaphor, you need to give them, them some to tools of how to swim before you throw them in the water. Exactly. So okay. part of it is balance. Good. And the other part of it is what you just described sounds to me like creating situations right. to watch your kids flail. And that is what I'm talking about here is these are natural things. Like let me give you an extreme example. Okay. Um, like um, in college, I heard a lot about uh, parents who, um, you know, their children would get, you know, poor grades on a paper or on mm-hmm. a test. And, the, and these kids are in college. And the parent would call the professor and say, you shouldn't have given my kid that grade. My kid worked hard. That is a helicopter parent. Right. That is someone who is not able to let go and who can only see through the lens of my kid cannot feel pain. My right. kid cannot suffer. I will keep it from happening. And that's an extreme situation. Well, that's right. when your kid's in college. But that happens on a on a more basic level every day right. with parenting where we are so worried. Like, put it this way. This is my belief system in a nutshell. You can't keep things from happening to your child, but you can give them tools to get through it. So if you're going to protect them from everything, then they're never going to learn how to deal. And then once you are no longer in the picture and they're, you know, in high school and what you're in the picture in high school, but what I mean is they're more with their peers, they're not going to know how to function. And God forbid college. And then when they're in their 20s, you're... The whole point of parenting is to teach them how to be on their own. Right. Like I, I went to a great workshop a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know you're a great parent. He was kind of being facetious here. But you know you're a great parent if on Saturdays you can sleep in until 9 o'clock and everyone is self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. They can get their own breakfast. They can you know, play by themselves. They can read their books. You have taught them how to be on their own. Right. And he was kind of joking because obviously if you have younger kids, they can't do that. Right. But I thought that was a really cool point. Right. Well, and then I will say um, – once again, we talk about a lot about you know how our words are really not necessarily as important as our acts and our right. behaviors. Actions. Like I think it's probably important to show our children that we make mistakes right. all the time and that we take risks that and sometimes doesn't work out. And I think there's a part of me I can't speak for parents, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to show my kids the weaknesses because they think I'm. You know, all knowing right now, and right. I don't want to mess that up. Right, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun I think. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but I, there's there's another part of me that knows better, and I say to them all the time, hey, "Daddy makes mistakes every single day." And they're like, "Well, what mistake did you make?" And I'll have to say something like something with work that happened, or I didn't handle a situation with you a, a certain way, or whatever the case is. But I think it's important to show that to your kids. Um, and not just talk about it as well. So Right, or to share your experiences mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if it be, oh, I had this experience when I was little, like with Cameron, I said that to her. I said I was the second child, right. and I wasn't always able to go do things my sister and her friends were doing, and I did feel left out, especially if I'd spent the whole day. Right. You know, I followed my sister and her friends. We had this group in the neighborhood, and I was the youngest one out of that group, and I would follow everyone around, and then I'd have to go in earlier, or right. I wouldn't be able to do what they were doing. So I know that feeling, but the truth is I – 
experienced it and I learned how to get through it. Do you think it is um, more helpful to the child to talk about your stories when you were a little kid or present day stories as an adult? Both. Balance. Doesn't matter. The only, I think it kind of depends on where they are and what where the conversation is. And if you have a true experience, if right. you're just making up a bunch of stuff about right. your childhood, it's probably not you know authentic. Right. But I think um, everyday experiences is important too. Like, And the truth is, is we're always having challenges throughout the day or um, we're always having um, – failure is such a strong word, isn't it? Not failure. We're always – things don't always work out. Right. Well, and right. We, you, you can know, say failure, but I think we get the gist. I just think our listeners will think failure, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to have our word take over what we're trying right. to say. Okay. You know, it's like before we were talking about um, instead of saying struggling, we were going to say our suffering. children suffering. And right. we're just like that's too strong of a word. Right. Parents will t- tune out. But, you know, think about, you know, what I was reading you this morning out of that cool book about we have a true self Mm -hmm. and we have a false self. Right. And our true self is the, you know, person who has awesome things that happen to us during the day and challenging things. And sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. That's our true self. Right. And our false self is this facade we put on. Of how we are um, looked at by others, maybe? How we're, and even ourselves, mm. where we pretend that, oh, this doesn't bother me. Right. Or... Um, being or true to your own feelings. Being true to your own feelings right. and who you are. Or pretending that we're not making mistakes and blaming other people. Right. Oh, that's probably my biggest... I was going to say pet peeve, but it makes me more sad when people can't see their role in situations and they blame others. Mm -hmm. Well, and the reason they do that, we know this because if they don't blame others and they might have to introspect, they might have to look at themselves and it's just quicker and easier to shove the responsibility somewhere else. Right. God forbid they look at themselves and and see their role mm -hmm. in the situation. And if we have any struggles ourselves, it is always trying to remind ourselves, saying, you know, let's, what is my role in the situation? What are we doing to... Yeah, how did I contribute to this challenge? And that can be for something as simple as getting upset with your kid for, you know, asking too many questions and it's because I'm grumpy is why I'm lashing out. Right. You know, we always talk about, you know, what is my role in this situation? Because it's so easy as parents for us to direct all of our energy towards what's going on in this kid's mind. And, right. And maybe she didn't get a nap or maybe... Oh, yeah, they're grumpy because of the terrible twos. Right. Oh, they're teething. There's all, And those are, you know, when they're really little, it's hard to know what's going on with them. I've, you know, I was there too. It's not like it means it's all your fault. It just means that we continue that train right. of thinking as they grow up. Right. Oh, it's their friends that are bothering them. Oh, and we've got to see where we play a role. And again, it's balance. It's not blaming right. yourself and saying it's all my fault. That's out of balance. It's noticing right. where you come into play. Right. Because as I mentioned on our first show, when families come to me as a coach and they want to talk about, you know, they usually come to me because they want to talk about how challenging their kids are. And I always start with them to help them, to help them, meaning the parents. I always start with the parents to say, yes, I know your kids are challenging. But what's going on with you? Are you taking care of yourself? Do you feel like you have enough room in your life right now? Or do you feel really constricted and impatient? And we work through that first because you can't help your children through their challenges until we have space and room to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotional bank accounts and um, self-care. I mean, we I, I feel funny talking about this over and over and over again. But really, it's kind of our mantra for the show is taking care of yourself. And it always. That's why we started the, the whole show talking about it because 
It's that important. It's at the basis of everything, mm-hmm. no matter what. You can always come back to, hey, do I have enough energy to be dealing with these challenging right. situations right. that present themselves to us as parents on a daily basis? Can I bring a different energy mm-hmm. to this? Mm-hmm. If I'm, if anger is being spewed at me, can I bring quiet? quiet? If um, chaos, chaos, can I bring calmness. calm? Yeah. And that takes a lot of work. A lot of work meaning taking time for yourself, taking care of yourself. It's not simple. Um, but um, I want to talk really quick about um, the cool experience JC had this weekend. So my oldest daughter uh, was about to go on this really big, scary water slide, and <clears throat> she was very nervous. She was biting her nails, and it's five stories up, and it's a big deal. And a lot of bigger kids going. A lot of on bigger it. kids, and she's like, "Daddy, are you sure that I can do this?" I go, "Well, you know, you, you okay. can. You, you are tall enough to do it." It's up to you. And she was biting her nails and she actually started tearing. Mm-hmm. And if she was going to, um, if there was a moment where she said, Daddy, I don't want to do this, in that place, in that evening, I think I would have been just fine saying, okay, let's go downstairs. Right. I'm, I'd be lying if I told you that there wasn't a part of me that says, listen, we waited in line this whole time. We drove four hours to do this fun stuff. We need to do this. Right. There's a part of me that I think that night I would have been in a good enough place to say, okay, Let go back let's down go the downstairs. downstairs. Right. So, but the the part that I want to um, s- say that is uh, so important is that if the, the minute that she got on it, I knew she was going to enjoy it. Right. And, but, you know, it's a father's knows best thing. And I know better than you do. So just get on it. I wasn't going to do that. And sure enough, she she was tearing, she was nervous, but she got on it. She went down ten seconds into it. She was screaming happily, right, and then wanted to do it ten and more wanted times. to do it ten more times. So it was a good experience. Well, and two other things about that is number one, you allowed her to have her fear, yes, because it's normal. Because you know what, a lot of parents would do? don't be afraid. It'll be a fine. Yeah, don't be afraid. You'll be fine. You've done it before. Three year olds do this, and spewing all this stuff on a child rather than letting them just be afraid. All I did was kiss her head. Exactly. I just gave her a kiss on the head, and I didn't say let's go downstairs. I didn't say we got to get on You're it. Just there for. I was just there and for. fear is normal. And you know, I told her today in the car because we were talking. She was so proud of herself that she went down. Because I wrote about um, JC in my book. Uh, it's an article called Disney Plans about how she didn't want to go on Disney rides and how we had to deal with that and how that ended up being fine with us. But the point is, is that I was talking to her about it today, and she was so proud, you know, of what she did. And she wouldn't have been as proud right. if you had forced her into it. Right. It was her decision, her choice. It was okay to be afraid. And I told her, honey, every time I go do a presentation, I right. get afraid. But that doesn't mean I don't go do it. Right. Or right. I don't get afraid. I get nervous, that queasy thing. You know right. what I mean. And I still do it. So anyway. Well, unfortunately, we have to get on out of here. Okay. Because that 30 minutes flew right by. But I do want to give one more shout out to our sponsor, Avid Company, painting, uh, redecorate, or not. Um, redecorating. Redecorating. Um, remodeling. Remodeling. Thank you. Uh, 630-956-1800 is their number. Give them a call. Um, so we look forward to seeing you next week. This is uh, Todd Adams saying 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> and this is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. See you next time.